peace be with you in Jesus' name. God makes things sacred. Our faith and our trust in God's way is the beginning of something sacred and holy, evermore made so by His grace. And so we worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your path. We make our confession to God. We know that God forgives and he heals and he redeems. He crowns our lives with steadfast love and mercy. He forgives our sins. He relieves our pain. He heals our sicknesses and renews us. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray, O God, our refuge and strength. Hear our prayer for your blessing. Recreate and renew us. Bless us with your living spirit. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. As we learn and celebrate that God makes things sacred, we turn first to the Old Testament prophet Isaiah, chapter 29, beginning at verse 13. The Lord says, These people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based on merely human rules they have been taught. Therefore, once more, I will astound these people with wonder upon wonder. The wisdom of the wise will perish. The intelligence of the intelligent will vanish. Woe to those who go to great depths 
to hide their plans from the Lord, who do their work in darkness and think, who sees us? Who will know? You turn things upside down as if the potter were thought to be like the clay. Shall what is formed say to the one who formed it, you did not make me? Can the pot say to the potter, you know nothing? In a very short time, Lebanon will be turned into a fertile field, and the fertile fields seem like a forest. In that day, the deaf will hear the words of the scroll, and out of gloom and darkness, the eyes of the blind will see. Once more, the humble will rejoice in the Lord. The needy will rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our epistle lesson is from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 5, beginning at verse 22. Paul writes, Be submissive to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, be submissive to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should be submissive to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body, just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. Whoever, however, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. This is the word of the Lord, and thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel is according to St. Mark, the seventh chapter, beginning at verse 1. Glory to you, O Lord. The Pharisees and some of the teachers of the law, who had come from Jerusalem, gathered around Jesus and saw some of his disciples eating food with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. The Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they give their hands a ceremonial washing, holding to the tradition of the elders. When they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash, and they observe many other traditions, such as the washing of cups, pitchers, and kettles. 
So the Pharisees and teachers of the law asked Jesus, Why don't your disciples live according to the tradition of the elders instead of eating their food with defiled hands? He replied, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you hypocrites. As it is written, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. You have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to human traditions. And he continued, You have a fine way of setting aside the commands of God in order to observe your own traditions. For Moses said, Honor your father and mother, and anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. But you say that if anyone declares that what might have been used to help their father or mother is devoted to God, then you no longer let them do anything for their father or mother. Thus you nullify the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down. And you do many things like that. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus could be puzzling and mysterious. He could be challenging and even threatening. But everything Jesus did invited attention and curiosity. People had a hard time walking away from him. He was so hard to ignore. Jesus embodied everything that is sacred and holy. And it just drew people closer to him. And now these men had come nearly a hundred miles to see Jesus. They were Pharisees from Jerusalem, devoted to studying and teaching the Word of God. And now they had come to this little fishing village in the country just to see Jesus. Jesus was different than any other teacher. Rather than just share thoughts and information, Jesus seemed to look deeply into people and somehow see what they really needed. Jesus spoke with confidence and authority about what is truly sacred and holy. 
to these Pharisees, it was unsettling to see that Jesus was not confined by the old practices and customs they had taught for so long. Instead, Jesus was authentic and practical. Compassion and mercy and love was always at the heart of everything he said and did. For Jesus, it seemed the whole of life could be sacred and holy. The joys and the challenges, the simple and the complicated things, all could be set apart and lifted toward God as something holy. Now, Jesus knows that this has always been what God wanted for us. Jesus had been there with the Heavenly Father and the Spirit when they created a whole world and put Adam and Eve into their own special little garden, making and shaping it all to be something sacred and holy just for them. And then, well, when that holiness became broken and flawed, God did not give up. Jesus, the Son of the living God, had been there when the whole glory of God came to Moses on the mountain, carving Ten Commandments into stone. This was God wanting to lift up what was fallen and make it again into something sacred. In his childhood, growing up in the little town of Nazareth, Jesus was a part of a family and a community that followed traditions and customs handed down from generation to generation. Jesus saw all the efforts they made toward trying to make life into something holy. But could washing your hands or washing a cup or eating certain foods at certain times make life into something holy? For Jesus, these things were only the beginning. Holiness is the very nature of who God is. His pure and perfect sacred nature is the product of everything that he is. Righteous and just, good and true, perfect in wisdom, almighty in strength. Jesus hopes that we could have a heart close to God. That is all God needs to begin to make things sacred for us. By our own strength, we just are not going to get very far. By our own smarts, we might even make things worse. Making things sacred takes courage and strength. It takes patience and compassion 
that is well beyond us, but into a heart that is close to God. God can pour his holy and living spirit. Jesus points out that left on our own, we are pretty much always going to pick the easiest way possible. But making things sacred in a broken world is not easy. Jesus will be our inspiration. To make things sacred and holy, he sacrificed himself completely on the cross. The Son of the living God walked the sacred way as far as it would go. Along his way, Jesus was picking up the pieces, picking up the pieces of our broken lives and turning them already into something sacred. Can you imagine? Imagine a beautiful piece of pottery and suddenly it falls to the floor and it's broken into pieces. A caring and very patient craftsman picks up each piece and lovingly studies how to put them back together. He then glues them back together with a glue that is mixed with pure gold. The result is a piece of pottery more beautiful than it was before. The strand of gold is a sign of love for a broken thing a thing that has been treasured, a thing that has been cared for and redeemed. This is what Jesus can teach us how to do. Caring for broken things, imperfect things. This is the kind of love that makes things sacred. In the world of Jesus' day, it was said that on every street corner, you could meet a man who had some opinion about how to fix the world. Well, now today it's not the street corner anymore, is it? Now it's uh, every channel, it's every website. The more opinions, the less certain any of them seem. Above and beyond them all, Jesus' voice draws us to eternal wisdom. His is the voice who first set all things in motion. His voice tells us what is good and what is sacred. Well, God knows that we need other voices helping us to live by the Spirit of God. In the ancient days, the city of Ephesus on the Mediterranean Sea was one of those places where there was probably some guy on every corner who had an opinion about how to fix the world. 
Ephesus was an active place of worship for Greek gods and goddesses. Legends and myths surrounded and circled in the air. It was a hard place to be trying to listen for the guiding spirit of Jesus. God sent them Paul. He became a trusted friend. Paul wanted to help them think about how in the most practical parts of life they could make a way that would be sacred. In the spirit of Jesus, he wanted to help them in their relationships. Paul told them to remember two things about Jesus. That Jesus was always humble and that Jesus had sacrificial love. Paul shared some ideas about how humility and sacrificial love could be used in the relationships of men and women. Oh, well, marriage relationships have changed a lot in 2,000 years. Um, now, more so than ever before, I think both men and women need to think about what it might mean to be humble and to be sacrificial in love, just as Jesus was. God is going to continue to send us his wisdom, and he will bless us with his spirit to help us make things sacred. Let's pray that we might simply sit at the feet of Jesus and listen with an open heart as he tells us how he will make all things sacred. Let me pray for you. Good Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, we praise you, and we worship you that you want to make all things sacred for us. Thank you for the living spirit of Jesus, for his humility and sacrificial love. Thank you for our faith and trust. Draw us ever closer to you. In Jesus' name, may we be so blessed. Amen. We worship God with our offering. You could make your offering by sending it to our church by mail. Thank you. Bless you. you to share with me the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, 
born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For each of us, that your Holy Spirit would guide us to share the love and care you have given us with our family and friends and everyone around us. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the church around the world, that you, Lord, would make your house a place of refuge and sanctuary. May our church be a place of peace, a place where hearts are strengthened and souls are nourished. Enable us to be a support for one another. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Heavenly Father, give all leaders wisdom for the benefit and welfare of their citizens, earning their respect and honor. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who secure peace among nations, all who labor for justice and safety in our communities, for all who tend the sick and dying, and all who seek justice for the oppressed, that our loving God would move us all to provide for their needs as they serve, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Father, we pray for the healing of the nations. We pray for all who call out to God in need today, that you would surround them with your care until they shall obtain fresh, fresh joy in the Lord. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. And Lord, we ask your blessing for those we name before you in our hearts. Into your hands, gracious God, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Father, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread 
and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us, not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We give you thanks, Lord our God, that you have been with us and that you might continue to be with us on our pilgrim way. May your spirit and character make things holy and sacred among us. Through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.